Uh, I didn't realize you had a problem. I'm sorry. I should build up a tolerance to stuff. You know, caffeine, alcohol, methamphetamines. Like it's just it's a natural cycle of life as a working adult in the 21st century. Gotcha. Um, AJ just comes walking and goes, "What just happened?" <laughs> no, I said it just happens. Oh, it just happens. <laughs> I said, "What just happened?" <laughs> All right, let's fire this bitch up. We're exactly a half hour behind schedule. Boom. Nice. Hit it. Oh, welcome to Scotch and Splendid, guys. The podcast that tastes like The Office and gets you drunk like being blackmailed by some ineffectual, privileged, effect, soft penis debutante. You want to start a fight with me? You bring it on. You're going to be surprised at how ugly it gets. You don't even know my real name. I'm the fucking Lizard King. He was never going to get through that without laughing. I know. <laughs> it's, it's such a good... <laughs> There's, there's no speech. universe where he got through that whole thing without no. laughing. <laughs> I even fucked it up, too. I said, you want to <laughs> you start a street fight with me? Oh, my gosh. Guys, here on Scotch and Splendor, we're talking about anything and everything The Office, but most importantly, theories, side stories, and what-ifs. We are your co-regional managers. I'm AJ. I'm BJ. I'm Nick. And on this episode, we've been promising this episode for a little bit now, but uh, we're going to take some some time, some dedicated time to talk all about the one, the only, the uh, man known also as Bob Kazimakis. Yep. <laughs> Bob, Bob Kazimakis. <laughs> Robert California, the Lizard King. Hey. Robert. What's his middle name? I cannot remember. I imagine something like Emmanuel. Emmanuel. <laughs> Ulysses, Ulysses, California. How far to Ulysses Swanson? Ronald <laughs> Ulysses Swanson. Uh, oh man, that's where I think it. I, I, uh, I think I, I'm excited to get into this conversation. I think that um, I think it's going to go slightly different than how people are expecting it to go. To be real, um, but. We'll get into it shortly, guys. First, we got to make sure we give you a quick reminder. We're gonna, uh, if you're gonna be here and listening and talking all about Bob Kazmakas, uh, leave us a five star review. Okay, drop us a line. Leave us a five star review. You can do that on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can also write a review and give us a fan theory uh, in text that we can read uh, and bring up on the show and uh, hash it out right here first and foremost on Scotch and Splenda. Okay, you can also leave us a voicemail. That number is Oh, got it. No, I'm just kidding. It's 319-359-7977. That's right. Go leave us a voicemail uh at that number so you can hear your voice along with our voices on this show. Uh, We're tired of listening to just us. Yeah. I have to imagine you are also. Come on, get your voice in here. We want to hear it. Uh, I know we got a fan theory that's coming in here. Uh, BJ, you've got this for us, yes? Yep. So this is kind of actually my fan theory. Ooh, okay. and I, Ooh. And I've been... Uh, Spicy. 
I've thought I thought about it a long time ago, and then I didn't really think about it. And then when I was like, we're doing the Robert California episode, this is the perfect episode to bring it up. Yeah. Okay, so here's the theory. So in uh, the pool party episode, so season eight, Mm -hmm. the pool party episode, uh, obviously we'll talk about it when we get into the meat of the episode probably, but the the office goes to Robert's house as he's selling it because of his divorce for one last hurrah, right? Right. And a few of them follow Robert around while he tells them how this was going to be his party pad and all all the different rooms. And they he then allows all of them to go... And select a bottle of wine from the wine cellar. So it's you know okay. it's Oscar, it's Gabe, it's Ryan, and Jim with him. Right. And uh, Oscar grabs one of the wine, and during of which, and I do have photo evidence, which I'll post on Instagram uh, when this episode airs. You Oscar takes a drink straight from the bottle, and there is underneath the bottle a label that says Oscar. Oh, okay. okay. So a lot of people assume that this was just a props error that they labeled the bottles for continuity, whatever. Okay. My theory is Robert pre-labeled the wine that he thought the people would grab to drink as some sort of kind of society experiment to see if he could, he knew people. Okay. Okay. Cause Robert's thing overall is manipulation, yeah, right? That is a fact. Like that's his thing. And I think he likes to kind of play on people's emotions and kind of experiment with society. Sure. A perfect example, a major example is season eight, episode one, the list where Robert makes a list has a left side and a right side. And intentionally, I think we all agree intentionally leaves the list out so that people can find the list and watch them kind of panic, you know, and see how they handle it as a group. And in doing so, he actually gets what he wants because uh, while Andy was originally on the winner's side, yes, the way he handled finding the list moved him over to the loser side. Right. I it was a social experiment, if you will. From one side to the other? Might as well have been doodling a house. (laughs) 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 You notice how the the houses are always colonial and the penises are always circumcised? (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, that's my theory. I don't think it was proper. I think Robert, his character, pre-labeled bottles to see if he could figure out which one. And of course, he knew Oscar, the, uh, I guess the wine expert of the group, would go for the most expensive, best vintage bottle. And he he nailed it. Oh, yes, the the yep. wino, yeah. right? And then also I th- and I think he got Toby's wrong because Toby grabbed a fantastic bottle without realizing he was doing it. I see. So he, Chateau I think, go ninety five. Yeah, and you yep. got the Chateau also. <laughs> yep. yeah. Wow, you got good taste. <laughs> and, yeah. and I think I think Robert would have assumed that Toby would have picked a a a, a cool looking bottle, but maybe not the highest quality vintage or you know it's just like us with whiskeys like there's some really cool bottles that i've bought and and then you open the and the juice inside is like and you're like wow this is garbo well and but it looks cool on the shelf yeah you got to break this down i think what you're doing right now is you do you got to think about how do how do people who one drink wine and and two people who don't drink wine how do they pick wine to drink right Jim, think take Jim for example. Jim doesn't give a damn. No, he Jim just doesn't care. Whatever. He just grabs a bottle and eventually he does start drinking it. 
but he he's just trying to get out of there. So right, uh, like that's one thing for me. Is like, is he that good? You think he's that good, Robert? And then I also have to ask behind any any theory, BJ, what is the motive? The motive is he's like. He's like a non-evil version of the Joker. He's like okay. Hannibal I'm talking Lecter Dark Knight, Light. Heath Ledger, Joker. It's like he just he's, wa- he, he's, dog he's doing stuff cars. for his own entertainment. He's got no motive. I if I got one. Okay. Okay. He's got no. That's what I think. I don't think he has a motive. I think he's just doing it because he wants to do it. He's he wants to watch the world burn. He wants to watch as his world <laughs> Without is burning actually, around yeah. him. Yeah. Yep. And he just wants to, I think he, I think that's his thing is like social experiments, we'll call it. Okay. He, the way he looks at people, the way he goes up and strikes up a conversation with random people and you, you hope it's not you, but at the same time, you kind of hope it's you. Yeah. Supporting evidence, the Halloween episode. He does that sort of thing in the Halloween episode. He talks to everybody to find out what their greatest fear is for Halloween and then tells a story at the end that weaves them all together and makes every person uncomfortable. Uh, yeah another social experiment yeah i think there's i think that there's some legs to this no wine pun intended yeah um, nice i think that there are some that legs pun was so good that uh <laughs> you might give me tears oh no <laughs> another wine pun if you, no, don't. If, if you know your wines <laughs> i really would like this to be done nick is unamused Nick, do you know what the legs and the tears are in a, in a glass of wine? Yeah, the wine as it runs down the side of the glass, the viscosity. Your viscosity. Okay. Uh, so what are the tears? I yeah. have no idea, BJ. I'm not some pretentious douchehead. So the legs are exactly what you said, but the tears, the tears. are after you finish the glass, mm-hmm. and that's the very last run of it down because the glass really is really neat. Yes. <laughs> I'm glad. Sorry, I didn't want to romanticize it. I, for, but, I forgot know. that this. I forgot that this podcast is called Wine and Splendor. <laughs> wine and Splendor. Shut they, up. We would just call it Wine Coolers. Yeah. Wine Coolers. <laughs> um, okay, so there was. The, the, it's got some legs to it. I think that it does have the ability, like, to have some truth. I do. I don't know. If if that I I the only thing I wish is that somebody would have recognized it and been like, hey, it's like Oscar, did you put your name on this bottle? And him being like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. That's my thing. Yeah. However, we do not get that. So I'm on the fence on this one. I'll let I'll let Nick say your piece. I don't. It is. As Nelly puts it, why would you say no when it feels so good to say yes? But <laughs> I I will say I think it's just a props goof. <laughs> Namely because I think if Robert California was going to do it, A, he would have been smoother about doing it than putting a huge hunk of blue gaff tape yeah. on the bottom of it with silver sharpie. Let me see. Let no, me see. I mean, that, no, here's wait, the deal. Wait, wait. Here's... Here's the deal. So he's packing up. They're moving, right? Yeah. And obviously, they're probably like painting and cleaning up. Sure. I think that's painter's tape. It's I painter's think he, tape. I think right. 
Okay. I think right before they came, the guests came over, he saw some painter's tape. He grabbed it. He's like, Oscar's going to drink this one. Jim doesn't know anything about wine. He's going to pick the, you know, a pretty middle of the pack one because he doesn't want to be that guy that picks yeah. the most expensive, but he also yeah. doesn't want to pick like one on the bottom. So he'll go middle of the pack. He's going to pick this one. Toby's an idiot. He's just going to go for the coolest looking bottle. He's going to pick this one, but he got it wrong because he ended up going after a really good one. And Ryan is the most pretentious, so he's going to go straight top shelf, whatever is on the top. And I think Robert even would have put a, a less quality wine on the top shelf with Ryan's name on it, knowing Ryan would just go towards the, the top. Sure. The fact that you I, just explained this makes me want to believe it. My, my curiosity is, did he do it for everyone or just those on the group? Because if he did it for those on the group, how did he organize it as such that it's just them? Or did he well, do one for every single person in the office? I think he did one probably for everyone, not knowing how it was going to line out. But I do know that he purposefully grabbed people to give them a, quote, tour. Sure. And leading them to that room and then telling them that they can pick a bottle. Sure. Right. He he orchestrated all that. Now, in their heads, it just, like, happened to be there touring the wine cellar. And he says, okay, we're, you know, to help the moving people out, less to move. Everyone grab a bottle. Yeah. But really, this is his time where he's just like... Just, he's a puppet. Be. He's a puppet master. Here and here's here's what I would say is I think that there is some added. I think that there is some added validity to this because he wants people to stick around longer. Yeah, that might be yeah. uh, some of the motive behind it as well. Yeah, Ryan's well, Ryan's willing to stay as late as he wants him, and Gabe double that for Gabe. He's willing to stay even, even longer later. than he wants him there. Yeah, yeah, I. I'm gonna Fun, give you a boys, vote. it's not a party unless you do something that scares you. Scares you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's I'll... vote it. Obviously, it's my theory. I vote yes. Nicholas, I just... yeah, I get. I don't want to be a killjoy. I no, no. I'm sticking with it. No, I think it's just a props goof. But I enjoy the theory a lot. Oh man, <laughs> I because my thing is it's it's continuity how many more times do we see that or is it just in that one shot well yeah you're not supposed to see it but he doesn't want the camera crew to know he doesn't want the people to know it's his thing i still say no i'm gonna let this slide through i'm gonna give it a yes hey i'm gonna give it a yes i'm gonna let this slide through i say no by and it feels so good i'm gonna tell you it's so much it's so much more fun to think it was intentional and come up with a reason why than to just say they fucked up it's what we're here to do right guys we're here to do some theories time roasting the writing staff the props is not safe either it's not safe either (laughs) and so that's those assholes need to tighten that ship up too you bet so why why not why not make up it get us some good theory out here um and add that into the ethos why not it's what we're here to do sure thing. first things we're here to do is just is, is theories right so i i like it i think it's fun and robert california is all about the manipulation and all about the social experiment so i think it's got some validity now that we've accepted that you two and everybody listening Go back and rewatch that episode with that in mind because yeah. it will change the way you watch that episode. And okay. I love that. I love that. So, well, that's great. Um, well, we don't have any wine to drink here, but we do have a little whiskey. Hey. What do we have, gentlemen? So today I brought William LaRue Weller's 12-year bourbon. 
you just you just gave every huge whiskey head a huge boner, and then it went midnight to six o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> it's still very exciting, but starting with William Larue, well, they're like, oh my oh. god. God, this is a great I, bottle, though. I'm very. Excited. I do have a William Larue. We will do some time, but no, this is just the the Weller Black. It's the Weller Twelve. Okay, so we'll have to do, uh, we'll have to do that one when we come down for your for the in person. Absolutely, yeah. And I got a couple Pappy we can try. It's going to be a whole thing. Oh wow! Oh wow! <laughs> and I I did find uh, my first ever. I there's not really a name for it, but I am calling it. I'm calling them a brother bourbon. Okay, mm. now hear me out. I had I found three years ago I found a Heaven Hill seventeen year yeah blue bottle and I yep and I just picked up three years later a Heaven Hill twenty oh can you call them brother cousins since they're from Kentucky yeah they're brother cousins sure but they are <laughs> they are it's the same juice and I get to I get to try them back to yes, back to, to compare the extra three years it's I the dig same that. juice wow same juice. So anyway, let's let's give this a try and then I'll talk about it a little bit. Okay, okay. great. Cheers, cheers, there, gents. Yes, most people open the bottle after they cheers. AJ, that's what I did. <laughs> I didn't. That was actually it. a cork going back in. Yeah, yeah. Oh, gotcha. Sorry to make <laughs> you look silly in front of the fans. <laughs> All right. What do you guys? I've had this a few times. So what do you, what do you guys think? I know Aid or Nick, you've you've had this. Yeah, I have a bottle of this at home as well. Mm. Aj, go ahead. To drink, very easy to drink. As far as I'm concerned, I do have uh, the way I drink my bourbon now. At this point, that I've just decided that's just the way I'm going to be. Is I'm going to drink it with a large ice cube, whether it be round or square. Um, this did have a. There you go. This did have a little bit of time um, with the ice. Um, I don't think too long though. And, but it's, it's certainly chilled down. I think it's good. I think there's like these, I, I just, while we've been sitting here, I've been getting these like little whiffs of like almost uh green apple. Um, and then, and then you get a little bit of some, some smoky in there too. I actually a hundred percent get the green apple on the nose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The palate, I get a little oak, a little vanilla, yeah. even like a little cinnamon i would almost call it like a like spice maybe not like it's giving me like a god almost like kind of a butterscotchy on the finish i think so yeah Mm. yeah if i could if i could describe it it's that like savory sweet it reminds me it reminds me of a it's it's a little bit of a far cry i'm not saying it's exactly like this it's like a caramel apple Mm, like butterscotch good... apple candied apple of sorts but on like this very like uh you know obviously not so su- it's not that sweet i'm not trying to say it's that sweet sure. but i will say that's that's where i'm getting that's reminiscent mm. okay. yeah i can get that on the nose i get that and i i mean the caramel a little bit on the yeah that little but bit that's good. On the, it's good on the back so i enjoy it for for aj's education yes. i guess uh, so Weller is essentially Pappy, right? So you've heard of Pappy Van Winkle, I assume. Okay. So as uh, so Buffalo Trace bought, you know, Stitzel Weller, and which then owned Pappy, and they aged these barrels 
and they pull them at, they set aside the master distiller will decide this bottle or this barrel is predestined for Pappy. This barrel is not quite Pappy. It's predestined for Weller. So, but essentially it's the same juice. So what you basically are drinking right now is Pappy 12 year. Gotcha. Right. Um, so obviously the, the, the Wellers, you know, we've tried, I think almost all of them by the end of this, we will try, have tried them all, but there's, yeah. we've there's done, uh, cause we've done the OWA, the, yep. the old Weller antique, the red bottle. Yep. We've done the 12, That's the we've done the full proof. We did a single barrel full proof. I yep. believe there's a single um, barrel still available have, for us in our, yes, in, that'll, in, that, that could be the next one we do. That's the orange yeah. bottle. Okay. Have we done the, we did just the standard green, didn't we? Just the Correct. special reserve. So that, yeah, we did that one a long time ago. So. Yeah. 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 And that's the easiest so one to find. All we all we need now is a CYPB, which is the white label. Those are a which, huge pain in the ass. Which I have. But he's one got of those. One. Yeah. And then we need a William LaRue Weller, which is the big boy. That's part of the antique collection. Oh wow. Which I have one of those. So I have I have them all. So we can okay. we can do them all, guys. Wow. Hell yeah. Man. Um big time. But yeah, so essentially what you're drinking right now is is Pappy. Delicious. I, I enjoy it. I do enjoy it. I think I'm I'm becoming a more of a more of a bourbon drinker, whiskey drinker. Yeah. As long as I've got some a, a good ice cube available for it. It would be fun to go back to these with AJ. Try and find like our first five. Go back yeah. to them and see how that's changed once we once we get further in. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and AJ, I see you got a beer backer there. What are you drinking? Oh, I got. I do have a beer backer. We'll see if we crack it today. But I've got Yingling Flight, the next generation of light beer. Nice. That's so what I got. Those are tasty. I, so you illegally acquired some Yingling Flight. Hey, yeah, I let's did. put it out there for everybody. Huh? I did. <laughs> I, I'm so excited. That Certainly the bootlegger who brought that back for him from his vacation uh, wants that yes. information out there. Here's the problem. Uh, Here's the problem. We have the seller, the the distributor, and the recipient <laughs> all on this show. Hey, can we, <laughs> AJ, can we pause this for two seconds? Sure. BJ, will you fucking be cool? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, awesome. <laughs> yeah. So you're all uh, you're you're an accessory to this, whether you like it or not. So if you want to incriminate yes. yourself, now it's available you in Missouri, but not the in the if, Iowa. That's right. And if and you're all part of the all part of the problem too. So congratulations, we've just committed a misdemeanor. Um, <laughs> and. <laughs> All together, all listeners and hosts. You all knew it was happening, and you, knew you didn't it. say anything. You didn't say anything. <laughs> uh, no, I, uh, right. I think this is solid, though, guys. I, yeah. I don't know. Like my, my Splenda rating may not be as valid as it once was, but I think, honestly... This would be probably in in this would probably maybe be somewhere in the quarter packet if I didn't have enough Hell ice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if I didn't yeah. have enough ice, I'd probably be in the quarter packet range. And uh, and yeah, I think, but I think it's really tasty. Get yourself a big old ice cube and uh, and sip on this. I think I would love to have this. I would love to have this in late September. Hey. We can do that. I live quite close to you and have one. 
All right. Love well, before it. we, before as we continue to enjoy these, and before yeah. we jump into the Lizard King himself, I right. thought we could do a quick touch base about the current bracket going. Ooh, yes, nice. yes. Upset awesome. city, baby. I know. It has been the what biggest upset bracket we've had. Um, so we are doing basically who's the worst. Um, and we decided to exclude uh, main characters as yeah. an option because you could definitely throw like a season nine Andy, you know, Angela pretty much all the time, even yeah. though she's cute as a button. But she's we decided awful. to just go kind of what cute as a button that doesn't work right and then eventually pops off. Bingo, baby. Oh, OK, uh, so let's just go through the uh, round one is over. We are uh, almost halfway through round two, actually. And this is going to be quick. So, uh, first, the first matchup we had was the Benny Hanna couple versus Tiffany the Little Bully. Can't okay? believe it. I was shocked, shocked that the Benny Hanna, Hanna I can't even say it. I'm so Benny shocked. Honey. The couple lost to Tiffany. That's. I thought I would have pegged them as the overall winner. I know they would have been. That was a one seat. That was a one seat upset. upset. A one or a two seat upset. Yeah. That is un- almost unreasonable. Like, that's it was a ball a, drop. It was a 54 to 46% vote. I, it was very tight. I want names. I know. <laughs> I we want to know the people responsible yeah. for what I, happened after, there. After that upset, I got a lot of feedback uh, on Instagram. Yeah? One person said, just cancel the bracket. <laughs> just cancel it. Uh, uh, next up, we had the Dundee Tool Bags versus Fake Pam. Uh, so, yep. the, obviously, the Dundee Tool Bags were the guys uh, kind of harassing or heckling Michael. From your old mama's house. Mama, huh? Yeah. Hey, Awful. Uh, versus Fake Pam, who has you know, been known to bend the truth. Get out of uh, here. Get yeah. out of here. And I believe that was, a, that was a good win. The Dundee Tool Bags took that one home. Cl- yes. Clean sweep. Nice. Next, we had the nurse, the delivery nurse versus the .02 cent guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I think I, that one was also very close. For some reason, it wouldn't let me post the winner on that one. So let me pull it up here. Uh, the nurse ended up winning. It was also a 54 to 46. Wow, so very, close very close. You know, she's the one that, you know, oh, good. You guys know everything. Oh, you read the books. Like, you know everything. Mm, yeah, know she's, everything. Just being, she's being insufferable. Oh, I'm sorry. It's your job to be a nurse and quite literally nurse people back to health. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Bitch. Yeah. And the .02 (laughs) cents guy, for those that don't can't picture him, but he's the guy that comes to Andy's uh, like small business seminar. Oh, yeah. And, and they're like, what do you do? And he's like, ah, I just sum with credit cards. Like, so for, I, I get I like point oh two intermediary for, you know, credit card companies where basically like I make, you know, point two cents off of every transaction. So, like, you know, you get milk, I make point two cents. You got to fill up <laughs> on gas, I make point two cents. Like, <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> it's like, okay, so what are you actually offering? Yeah. No, I work as an intermediary. Yeah, but why? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what are you actually or doing? Or do you just suck? I don't he's, understand. He's very much, he's yeah. got, it very much has the energy of office space with the, what would you say you do around here? I have people skills. I take the information <laughs> from the engineers to the client. To the client. Why can't the engineers just speak with the clients? Why can't the... Because they don't have my people skills. They don't have my people What is wrong with you people? <laughs> uh so after that, I'm we glad had, that she won that. 
I'm glad that she won. She deserves to be worse, I think, than that guy. I'll be honest with you. You think? I love that actress, well, good. actually. You know everything already. I, I love that actress, but I, I do think that she, I think she earned that. Yeah. Yeah. Our good friend Michael Hall would disagree. I have- he thought the the .02 cents guy is the one of the worst in the series history. Really? Yeah. Wow. He was disappointed. Man, oh, uh, man. But following that, here is another upset because I would have bet my bottom dollar that the watermark lady was worse than Sconesy Cider, but I was wrong. Oh, man. No kidding. I, I really so thought- Sconesy Cider took it home 53 to 47, Jeez. the closest one yet. I voted Sconesy on that one. You did. I did. I, Just I, because my, my thought was... On that one, like, the watermark lady is annoying, right? But, like, they're always going to be annoying, like, I don't, hyper-conservative individuals who are going to have their arms up in arms, like, they're going to have up in arms about anything like that. But, like, Sconesy Cider, it's like, you weren't even invited to this thing. Exactly. (laughs) You're like, you're you're going to bust balls on the parents when you weren't even invited? Yeah. And not in, like, a subtle way? What are you doing here? (laughs) Who are you? You know what? I I think I might might agree with you a little bit on that. That's that's a good point, because... She's not. She's like at least at least uh, Watermark Lady. She has a legitimate reason to be upset. And and my thing is, they reached out to Watermark Lady. They did. Okay, but the fact that she says like, "I don't accept your apology. You should yeah. quit." Like yeah. this isn't Michael. Yes, no, that's crappy for yeah. sure. Like she needs she needs to go way above Michael's head to yeah. David Wallace or Alan Brand or somebody at corporate. And be filing these complaints, but like at the end of the day, like it was a disgruntled employee yeah. who yeah. pranked them and then quit. So thing with the no one's really to like, blame. Like yeah. I just, yeah. as somebody who has, you know, <laughs> I just she's queen of the Karens to me, and I yeah. voted for Watermark Lady. Oh, she I, was. I believe to I me, did too. Like almost far fetched with how like yeah offended and unreasonable she was in that yeah where it's almost easier I, to dismiss her as like okay well she's just and she's obnoxious. also completely ignorant We're, in the situation too because yeah. she's like i think you should resign it's like resign it's like what are you talking about it's well you're the owner of the you're ceo of the company it's like company yeah. he's yeah. like i'm, I'm just a, a district manager i'm a like, branch manager I'm a branch <laughs> manager yeah. like no yeah uh, so then we one. just got in we got into round two so yep. that would have then been um the Dundee tool bags versus Tiffany, the bully. And those right. results are also in a sweeping victory from the Dundee tool bags. Good. Our new belong. front runner. So bye, Tiffany, you out. Yeah. Uh, and that is up right now. Door. Today I'll be posting. <laughs> so when this episode actually airs, you'll still be able to vote the nurse versus Sconesy cider. The nurse versus Sconesy cider is yeah. a battle. Wow. Yep. Who do you guys okay. think is going to take it? I think it will be Sconesy Cider. I have She's I have no input on nurses that I'm allowed to voice publicly, so I'm going well, to say that I'm probably <laughs> going to vote Sconesy Cider on that one. Yeah, no. Oh, yeah. Well. <laughs> okay. All right. So let's say Sconesy is Cider it takes it home. Just the one jug of apple cider. Just the one jug of apple. Yeah. If Sconesy takes that home, then it'll be the Dundee Tool Bags versus Sconesy Cider, and that will be then the winner. Wow. Whoever, yeah. whoever, whichever oh, yeah. of those ladies can take on the Dundee Tool Bags, Man. win or lose, that's the winner. My projection is the Dundee Tool Bags will take it home. Major I'm glad that Tiffany upset. lost. I'm mad at her for upsetting the Benny Hanukkah. Absolutely, they are. I hope she enjoys having tig nataro as her mom 
Yeah, I I'd be yeah. happy to take <laughs> fuck that Charlie. kid. <laughs> yeah, fuck that kid. In the words in the words of the greatest of all time, Michael Jordan, fuck them kids. Fuck them kids. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> uh, well, we're never gonna get that e off our podcast. It, no, we never will. <laughs> Hey, if the goat says it is true, baby. Yeah. Um, so well, I'm excited for that. I think that's a, I think that's a solid, solid bracket that was put together. Well done. Um, and I'm very excited. I can't believe Benny Han is that upset. But man, sometimes it's just the way it, it goes. It makes you want to like seek out that actress on Twitter, ten to fifteen years later, and be yeah. like, Hey, hey, you hey, know what you did? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I just want you to know you're still ruining lives. Yeah, yeah. you're like, still yeah. ruining this show for me. Hey, hey, just, thanks for ruining our thing. <laughs> we had a whole thing and you're ruining it. She'll be like, what is happening? Oh, I haven't God. acted in nine years. Well, <laughs> all right. I guess that's it. Lead us in there, AJ. Let's talk. We got it, guys. We got the Lizard King uh, on full display at this point. So... Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of when exactly uh, he he came in. I think search committee. Yeah. Was it search, search committee? committee? Yep. Yep. Um, so season seven, episode twenty-seven, the finale. Okay. It was either episode twenty-six or twenty-seven. It's a two-part episode. He was in. Um, he was applying for D'Angelo Vicker spot. That's right. Um, that girl has not worked since the office. Oh no! I looked nice. it up on IMDb because oh, I was curious. No. Sorry, go ahead. We we put her back on the map. We did. Yeah, you're <laughs> welcome. Congrats. What's her name? What's yeah, her you're, name? You're welcome, uh, Caitlin Williams. Yeah, spelled with a C. Yeah, like yeah. an asshole. <laughs> We're gonna tag you on Instagram. <laughs> and your and your, <laughs> and your what's and your what's fake this? mom. Yeah. And your and your tag, uh, tag her and Tig Notaro, who's and still Tig very Nataro. much working, <laughs> and and your Brian Callahan looking husband, boyfriend, whoever, coworker, I don't know. Um. Anyways, no, we've got so we've got Robert California, uh, comes in during the search party, and uh, kind of manipulates his way through yeah. the process, as we kind of mentioned, you know, ahead of time, um. He is. He's a he's a master manipulator. He even talks Ray Romano out of giving a good interview. I don't know that I even want this job. I don't even know if I want this job. These people. Oh, these, I'm having a bad time. These people are wonderful. Ah, Deborah. Ah. <laughs> ah. <laughs> ah, my brother's Brad Garrett. Ah. My dad's the guy from Young Frankenstein. Ah. Ah. <laughs> Sorry, God. Did you Stop. did you ever see? <laughs> I saw this one thing, and it's John Hamm doing an impression of Ray Romano hitting a bad golf shot. So somebody make the somebody make the golf like striking noise, like ah. <laughs> do it one more. Do it one more time. Come on. <laughs> uh, that's good stuff. Better than this, Ray. Come on, Ray. <laughs> so, so, but but that's what he does. Right. Okay. He, he talks he talks he talks other people out of doing well for the job. He 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 works his way through Gabe, through Toby, yeah. through Jim. Do you feel in control? Yeah. Like it's like yes. you want to be heard. Yes. You want to know. You can answer. You can. You, you want to have a voice. <laughs> you want to have a voice. 
You can answer. You can answer. <laughs> you made that choice. <laughs> you made that choice. Not me. He mind games Dwight in the uh, atrium area down yeah. by the coffee uh-huh. shop. Yeah. Uh, like so. This Stop is trying to figure me out. Too late. It's already done. Already done. It's already, already done. done. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and that right there is yeah. kind of the ultimate. Like you think I don't, but you know that I do. But do I? Oh, I do. He's just got the confidence. It's the confidence of Robert California that I think it wins him throughout this entire section of him being there. Yeah, for sure. He just he just like he has like you said the confidence of somebody who who should be there but probably shouldn't in reality and like it's just the way that he presents himself to everybody with this level of like you wouldn't dare question my authority type of attitude right. that just gets him through anything. I love when Jim talks about like so then he drove down he took one look at the branch drove down to Tallahassee and convinced Joe to make him CEO. 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 He talked her out of her own job. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I don't know how that's possible. So <laughs> And then he makes his first bad decision and promotes Andy yep. to the branch manager. Correct. So, bad start. So, so this also brings up to question now that is Robert California technically like worse of a of a of a executive office holder than David Wallace? David Wallace? No, and here's why. Because I've thought about this. Okay. Okay. Uh, he, by sheer, like I. Okay, let me start over. He does not do it the right way, but he motivates the people to run a profit increase. Right. Yeah. Double it. He just says double it. Yeah. I mean, he is, and then they do because Andy gets put into a corner. He panics, comes up with the tattoo incentive program, and yep. then they do. Okay. okay. And then, based off that, he continues to roll so well that Andy can take three months off eventually. Yep. And they have record sales and profits. He can do things it, like it, drunkenly and on cocaine close down the Binghamton branch. Yes. Yep. With but seemingly he, no consequences. <laughs> but here's the thing. is like, maybe that was the right decision. Because guess what? Yeah. All of those clients were getting absorbed by... Uh, Scranton and uh, not sick, uh, not sick, no, Syracuse. Buffalo, Syracuse, 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 Syracuse. Tony Janarone, yeah. Syracuse. So, <laughs> so he slashed expenses without <laughs> losing volume. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's that's not a bad idea as long as as long as you can keep the as long as you keep the profits. I mean, yeah. he's up, he's up, he's up and up and up, and I think he truly ran it better than David Walrus. Okay. The problem that you have obviously is from. Uh, like an HR standpoint, he is a he is a walking lawsuit waiting to happen. Oh, he's an HR liability for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he's trying to bang he, Nelly. He has no, he has no accountability because he is the CEO. But if there was even a single person above him watching what he was doing, he'd have been out on his ass. Yeah. Well, and so, so Joe Bennett still throughout this whole thing is still technically in charge right yeah she's so still she's the owner because he still he still reports to her so she i mean call it what you want maybe she's like chairman of the board or whatever sure. you know she's just not Majority acting ceo anymore yeah, because right. with the whole uh pyramid thing he had to give it a green light because it was you know her baby yeah that's right but then he's okay. gonna kill the retail store 
but he's going to kill the retail Which store. Which was actually yeah. the episode playing over your shoulder on your TV he's just a moment he's, ago. He's going to tank it. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to tank it. He, uh, yeah. Which he is incredibly smart, again, for not opening a retail store. Yeah, Brick and mortar exactly. retail with that kind of technology would have flopped so hard. Oh, 100%. He does, he does give a good s- uh, sort of summation of Saber at one point in time where he talks about, like, when he's talking about the retail store of like, do you know why this would be a bad idea? Like if we were to adopt the con man strategy of leaving town before everyone gets wise, like we would be carnival. Yeah. Carnival. Carnival. He's like, but have you ever used saber electronics? He's like, they're clunky. They're unintuitive. They're cheaply made. Like, yeah. Yeah. He's right. Nobody. yeah, Yeah. They're terrible. I mean, that's, and that's, he was he was smart because that would have I mean talk about a terrible way yeah. to just lose a whole bunch of money for Saber would be to open a bunch of retail stores and then have to close them once oh, you'd everybody just be hemorrhaging money yeah yeah then you'd have to close them all and they shut them down and then I mean he was he was very very smart on that side of it I think he I do think he was a better you know executive than David Wallace Cer- certainly more of a wild card but I do agree made better decisions from a business standpoint. Well, so uh, the list is, is kind of the, his really second appearance or when he really is taken over then as this role. Yeah. Um, And he's creating this list by, Oh, by the way, I have to make mention of, there is a moment in the interviews when he, of, of, of uh, search party, that it's him and the camera's like looking back at him and he just looks he just like has this thing where he looks back and he's just like turns and stares down the camera. Yeah. <laughs> that's his that's yeah. his uh intro shot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. his shot from the intro. It, like there's something so comical it's like, about that. It's almost like he's trying to pull the it's very much got the same energy as when he's like asking Gabe stuff or asking Toby stuff during the search committee episode. Like it's like, he's almost trying to pull the cameraman in on everything. Yeah. <laughs> like, what do you think? Unnamed cameraman and Brian, the boom mic guy. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's not going to let anyone in that room out of there without getting some analyzing. Done. He's just got very much the, like, I need you to be aware that I'm aware that you're here. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> Um, and that goes back to social manipulation. Yeah, it I does. mean, um, it's a, it, it does. That it, would make a great BJ. That would make a great TikTok. Is that shot and then a shot of a camera guy holding the camera and just looking to his boom mic guy is like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> just shrugs like, what the fuck is he looking at? Um, but but the list the list is where we really see him come into this role. Yeah, and and basically lay it out as. Um, I'm going to pick this stuff apart. Do you think he did this at all branches then that made a list the like list? I don't know. He spends a lot of time in Scranton. <laughs> he did. Yeah, he buys a house in Scranton. Yeah. It's a good point. Yeah, but I think, I don't know, maybe he did. I mean, how many branches were, you know, around? Did they close? At that yeah. point, you got to think they've closed Buffalo. They um, was n- n- uh, Buffalo Branch. Um Obviously, the Stanford branch. Yep. Uh, Binghamton. Uh, Bing- he closes yeah. later on, but yeah. yes, is closed. I think there was another branch that was closed before this time. But I uh, want to see Robert California interact with Karen Filippelli so bad. I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. I feel like I. Do you think he would have? He he would have done the thing of like trying to make a move like Nelly. Oh, I'm sure he was just playing like misogynist bingo when he went in there. Yeah. 
Or do you think he's just like, he wanted to be where the cameras were too? You yeah, know, that could I think be too. It's very true. And, and he probably didn't spend a lot of time at the other branches, to be just totally honest. And I think we, he would walk in and he, he would have figured Karen out right away. She's like a strong, you know, intelligent woman that can run a day-to-day, you know, paper company yeah, operations right. and probably just got out of there. Like, maybe, okay, Maybe it is a good. testament to the fact that he was a decent executive of he was you know greasing the squeaky wheel who needs his attention which branches is an absolute liability sometimes but also has the potential to be excellent yeah yeah we also see i mean he spends a lot of time in scranton he really splits his time at this point between scranton and and florida tallahassee Tallahassee. yep yeah yep and it's his highest volume branch yeah like why wouldn't you want to be you know pushing your highest volume highest profitable branch further you know, yeah. so that I mean, that makes sense that he spent more time there. Plus, I think he just liked the attention of the cameras, too. Yeah, like he I just think you're right. He likes to put on a show. He's like Michael without but not a comedy. He's yeah. like a manipulation. Yeah, he just wants to be the guy from Stargate so bad. So bad. Oh, my God. Wait. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that is James Spader. Um, so <laughs> the, the BJ shaking his head. The episode, uh, the episode, Mrs. California. Yeah. Um, so uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable. I, this is one of the very few times I really feel bad for Andy. Like genuinely, I feel bad for Andy because now Robert California says to Andy, no matter what happens, do not give her a job. Yes. And you have to go off of that, right? What would you, what would you say? Do you have to go off of that? It's got to be. It's got to be the person going into, like, the undercover assignment of, like, no matter what I say, don't break and move in unless I say the keyword or something. Correct. That's, that's him, like, hey, I'm going to put on a show here. No matter what I say, do not give her a job. Do not give her a job. He needed, like, here's here's my thing. Uh, they obviously discussed it the night before because yeah. they talk about it, like him and his wife, yeah. right? Like we were discussing and then he runs in beats her there by 30 seconds to give. Why couldn't have Robert just sent Andy an email and just say, Hey, doesn't want here's a paper the deal. Trail. Yeah. You don't he want that paper trail. He's on the verge well, then of call divorce him. at that point. He can't you, you possibly. Can... Have, well, he was already with his wife. He's already with his wife. Oh man. No, he had to go for a walk, check the mail. He yeah. could have figured out how to call him between the night before and the day of, he could have called his cell. He could have said, Hey, I got to go let the dog out or Hey, I need to go check the mail or, hey, wife, you're going to bed while you're doing your nightly routine. I'm going to be in one of the eight bedrooms of this mansion and I'm yeah. going to make a quick phone call yeah. and just lay it out there. And be, and then on the flip side, yes, I feel bad for Andy. Obviously, I feel bad for Andy. I, I love Jim. I love the way Jim plays it. Like he just removes himself yeah. from the situation. Yeah. And um, but I also don't think Andy did a very good job either. Yeah. Like, I think he could have, he could have done it. I mean, he could have been super pleasant, like, Hey, you know, like, you know, we just don't need, but, Oh, maybe we could do this. I don't know. Let me think about it. Like, let me, let me think about where I could put you and just give you a call back and then never really just call her back. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and just kind of leave it there. Look at things and see where we think you're going to be a good fit. And I'll let you know, you know, like we're already one long in accounting. I know that's your background, but I really can't add another one to accounting. If anything, I need to lose one, you know, like he could phrase things like say things like, Oh, and she'd be like, Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes total sense. Like, like we don't need two receptionists. Like we already could probably go to automated phone calls to be totally honest, you know, like, 
<laughs> it sort of read to me in the episode like maybe she like brought it up in bed while they were already like going to bed like right before they go to sleep the night before yeah yeah and so he's like scrambling the next morning but yeah i'm sure there would have been a more effective way than just like mashing the door close button on the elevator and then sprinting to try and talk to andy definitely but, definitely could have yeah that. robert california was a little too convincing in his performance though like he also didn't give andy anywhere to go no with, he, like, he didn't give him he out. was like he was like yeah. the ceo is asking you to find a position like and uh, yeah. it's not a bad idea to have the ceo of the company owe you one like that sort of thing like he didn't really give him anywhere to go you know what for being such a master manipulator, he did a terrible job in this episode manipulating yeah. the situation. He did. Because you know what he could have done to make his wife say no, no, no? Is like, okay, you know what? Let's just transfer Phyllis. Yeah. To, you know, and uproot her life, and yeah. we'll just transfer her. And you know, since that's you, fine. Yeah, let me transfer uh, Angela over there down to a uh, warehouse. I'm sure that yeah, would work. We're going to yeah. Angela. Angela, you're not. Last, yeah, you, last in, Kevin, first out. Let's get you down there. There you go. You know? She wants to do accounting. Kevin, you're not married. You are you don't, you know, you rent. Kevin, like, do you still we're gonna, We're going to transfer issue? you to Buffalo. There you yeah. go. <laughs> like, and then she would have been like, because she's a nice person. She'd be like, no, 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 don't transfer somebody so I can have a spot. If they're full, they're full. Like, it would have just been like done. You know, like, what Robert you know, California's <laughs> biggest mistake was having faith in Andy Bernard. Yeah, I know. Correct. <laughs> I think yes. that is. I think that's one of the biggest things. That's one of the biggest issues. I mean, everybody gives everybody gives Andy all the chances in the world. Like, and he just he never he never comes out like risen to the occasion yeah he never does andy and, is a textbook privileged underachiever he's yep. somebody who had accurate. all the opportunities and all of the potential and squandered all of it yeah unless you need that buffoon to sing you something acapella style do not call him yeah he will not don't, successfully do it which fyi i never need that so <laughs> that's it uh, <laughs> let's back up an episode talk gettysburg yeah okay that, that's oh, a good yeah. robert california episode where he hangs where he goes to scranton and half of them decide to hang back and half of them go yeah and he's like here's an interesting group of people you know and you have quite literally just the lazy people yeah right that's who stayed it's it's extremely pregnant pam who didn't want to be hot outside she just wanted to sit in the air conditioning totally get it she's nine months pregnant yep right yeah. that's fair and then you have lazy Ryan who doesn't want to do anything. Yep. And, right. and Kelly who doesn't want to do anything. And Kevin who didn't want to walk around Gettysburg because that would require exercise. Yes. And and he pulls these people in and basically tries to tell them to invent something. Yeah. But what he what he meant was like, come up with some ideas on how we could push for sales and profit. Yeah. And they all took it as like, we need to invent something new. Like, and honestly, out of everyone's presentation, I hate to say it, but Ryan's was the best. Yeah. Like there might be a little niche market for origami. Yeah. Origami. Origami. Don't the you sushi wish of paper. You could go back to the 1970s <laughs> and open the first sushi restaurant in New York City. It was a pretty good presentation. Yeah. So, so I really love I, <laughs> my favorite interaction in the whole thing, other than the look to the crowd as he's impressed with Kevin, which is just full of entirely confused faces, is Stanley where he says, where Robert California's talking to him and says, like, I, in my experience, have never uh, had that where 
my wife has complained about her paper being too coarse. And he does the, well, in the African-American community, nope. <laughs> he just, like, cuts her off and she nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Stanley's just like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Uh, it is still honestly uh, that was maybe the second best idea paper like p-a-p-y-r but like really but like if robert would have just said okay i'm sitting i'm sitting there i'm robert okay and these buffoons are presenting these ideas to me yeah yeah here's here's what i take away is stanley's paper spelled p-a-p-y-r-y right or y-r yeah 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 paper and (laughs) <laughs> I'm like, okay, what we don't sell colored, you know, colored paper. Do we not? Like different colors of paper, different like textures of paper. Yeah. That kind of thing. Like maybe there is a market there. Okay, make a note. No, do I like paper for no. specifically women? No, I don't think that's gonna do anything. But uh have we ever tried to sell paper meant for printing pictures on? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you know, like yeah. there, there, there would be some rabbit hole ideas I'd try to take away from it, but he just shuts everybody down. He's like, like he's nope. just, yep, nope, that's yeah. stupid. I will say Kevin's uh, stapler marker invention, yeah, not so good, not, not so, so good. good. <laughs> <laughs> well, not so good, Kev. I, I just there, there's something. <laughs> I was trying to, I had something to say about Ryan's presentation or whatnot, but uh, like, I guess really the reason like why Ryan could is because, and we've determined this Ryan's just, he's a textbook. He's a good interview. He, he, he can do a presentation. He can sell it. Right. But he can't, the, the one thing he can't do is commit like activate. Yeah. Yeah, he's a talker, not he's a doer. A talker. Doesn't he say he spent most of the time preparing for his presentation, making the swan or making the crane or whatever? Yeah, <laughs> well, I spent a lot of time making, learning to make the crane or whatever. But uh, yeah, what else have you got? Well, I spent most of the time making the crane. All right, all right. <laughs> yeah, nope. He just—I don't even know what Pam was trying to pitch. So bad to be the tech guy from Silicon Valley. Yeah, he does. And he's just not. <laughs> Pam, no. Yeah, Pam's, you know, now that I'm saying it, I, I hate it. <laughs> unless unless you, unless you're into it, I, I am not. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get Kevin's, uh, the, the vending machine theory. Now, out of all the presentations, Kevin's was the dumbest, but it is exactly what I was just saying earlier. Like he took, he was like, it's so dumb. He must be talking about something else. Yeah. Oh, he's referring to, you know, don't just drop the the duds and and they got something out of it. I don't know. I don't know. I just I like that I, episode. I, I actually like the another, back at the office part of that episode more than the out at the Gettysburg part of the office. That's another testament to as we discussed Robert California being a decent executive where he can hear something like that and then find the little nugget of something useful in that conversation. And but he doesn't like, do it with the rest of them, like I said. Right. Like <laughs> there's so many more things than paper i don't know i get it their 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 bread and butter is if he's if he's looking at like how do i take all these ideals what's the most actionable thing that i can actually do something with and kevin's idea in his brain in robert california's brain boils down to we're spending too much time and effort pushing the things that don't sell 
versus the things that do. Right. He's like, well, that I could do something with. Right. He's like, what am I going to do? Make fucking build your own origami kits? Like, yeah. What are- <laughs> and, and that's the thing. It's like he's he's thinking of this. And he, he thinks Kevin is just in this metaphor land yeah. that's genius, kind of. And then he jumps in with Kevin and he's talking about like um, – Oh God! What is he talking like hedge funds and things like that? Like Kevin, he's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that BlackRock is the new standard by which all hedge funds are are measured. That must, as an accountant, that must drive you crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's, like, he's just got no idea what's going on. Yeah. Ryan, who's like so <laughs> slighted by the fact that. Because they do his talking and he's like, okay, we now live in a world where Kevin Malone is the smartest person in the office. <laughs> he comes in and like throws him under the bus with the Big Mac proposal. Yeah. Is it just me or do you guys actually like the Big Mac theory? I, I like it in theory. I hate it once you think about trying to preserve any of those ingredients to usability for a week. Hate it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's gross. <laughs> the thing about the thing about a Big Mac is everything on that burger is nuclear. Okay? I'm telling you right now, <laughs> like you I've don't had, need to refrigerate. It's it's fine. <laughs> I've had a Big Mac where I got dinner on the way home and then was asked to swing by the gas station and grab something else on the way home, and it's been lesser, shittier quality in that ten minutes. <laughs> Yeah. I'm terrified yeah. of what it would be a week later. Oh yeah. Ugh. Uh, all right, moving moving on. Um, yeah. You know, a lot of so basically obviously he's in he's in all of eight. Um you got the Tallahassee scenes uh, yep. where he's gonna tank the the saber thing and that was in one argument uh why I thought what was it? Maybe it was a sorting hat episode where Jim was a Gryffindor because of oh, yeah. saving saving Dwight. Yep, for sure. I did not like the fact that Robert was willing to fire the number one salesman in the company. Yeah. Because he needed a fall guy. Fall guy, a scapegoat. Yeah. Right. It should have been Nelly. Yep. Like, and that's time. where I think maybe I say if someone argued that point to me where he wasn't a good executive, I'd be like, you're hundred percent correct. Yeah. Like he's gonna lose one of the most valuable employees of this company and retain a worthless employee because he wants to bang her. Oh, I over right. My thinking yeah. on that was he didn't fire Nelly because Nelly is a close friend of Joe Bennett. And okay. his whole reason for not tanking the Saber store is because it's Joe Bennett's baby. And so if he's like, well, I'm not going to tank the Saber store, but I also can't fire her BFF that she put in charge of it because I'm trying to save face and create a seamless transition. Right. Okay, good point. But good at point. the same but time, then, he definitely just wants in her pants. Like, it can be both things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. I forgot. Nellie's Nelly's Joe's girl, you know? But yeah. I think I think if I was Robert and I needed to tank this and I needed a fall guy, yeah. I mean, it ended up being the perfect person out of because oh, yes. of Jim. Top but that's who I would have made it regardless. Like, yep. you know, this is, and I would have been, I would have gotten with Nelly like, nope, you're not making Dwight the vice president. Like I need him back in Scranton selling paper and yeah, printers, right. you know, yep, I just, sure. he's, you know, and just have that talk because Nelly doesn't care. No, like if he, if he had that talk with Nelly and just said, Hey, you know, I know Dwight's the, 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 the front runner for this, but he actually makes more money for the corporation Yeah, back in Scranton. Right. I think I think you need to pick somebody else. Anybody else? Why don't you pick Todd Packer? I need some. I you need know? you to take somebody. <laughs> it's like uh, 
when they're picking the people for the Tallahassee job, and Andy says, can you deal with anyone less essential? (laughs) Yeah, correct. That's the conversation he needed to have. Dwight is a great pick for this, but I'm telling you from a CEO standpoint, I can't afford to lose him out of the sales team to do this project. We've already lost him for the last three weeks, and here's our profit margins down. Right. Like, I need you to pick yep. somebody else. Is there anybody else who is a close front runner? And she's going to be like, oh, well, Todd Packer. Todd. He's like, perfect. Can And then he says, yeah, yeah. perfect. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, oh that, that bald asshole that loves William Hung. Get him out yeah, of here. That, well, that big Will Hung fan. <laughs> who the hell is that? Hell Why is do people that? keep asking me Why that? Why do people keep asking me Another terrible episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Go for it. Should have this might this could have maybe been on one of the bottoms, but uh, right after Angry Andy is the fundraiser episode. Yeah, and, and I mean that's just when Andy is in his full. It's the fake Michael Scott paper company arc, yeah. you know, and that's where you see Andy's got he's got family money. Yep, and buys a uh, what was it ten thousand dollars a table or something crazy. Yes, and Andy buys one, and then he's just trying to get people to sit at it or whatever, yeah. and he but. The one funny scene in that is when he still demands that all the plates get filled with food because he paid for the table. When he's got the waiter doing the fresh ground pepper on the salad and he walks away and he's like, uh, you missed a few. (laughs) 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 He comes back and he's doing each one. He's like, when? When? (laughs) Say when. (laughs) That's such a little kid thing to do. I do. I do love the crossover that we get with. Well, the, the, proposed crossover that you get with that and parks and rec that one of the dogs that's that's featured in that is the same dog who plays uh champion champion in uh, parks and rec. champion yep one of the dogs is the three-legged champion oh man well, does uh i'm trying to i'm trying to think about this this is one of the few episodes that i haven't like seen many many times like like, yeah. like multiple times and all i can the the only thing I can I can picture is just uh, the, him at the freaking table. Yeah, like I, I don't even I can't even picture like his interactions with Robert at this point. Well, so go ahead, Pete. No, no, you're good. Go. Oh, I, so, it's just Andy crashes the fundraiser, uh, and he ends up adopting all twelve of the dogs. It's they so they buy a table, whatever. I mean, it's yeah. Uh, it's because not Rob, a very Robert good. Obviously, it's not a very good episode if you can't even remember anything besides <laughs> just sitting at the it's table. Just, like it's just him. Like I feel like it's just this following around of like, uh, it's like liter- the senator and stuff. Like that's it. It's literally an episode about Andy's yeah. dick. Like it nice. is. It just it, like he fires Andy in the episode prior, and then the episode starts with him and Aaron talking about how. And he was dealing with some impotence prior the night before. I see. Right? Yeah. Am I am I yep. on? Is this the right one? Yep. 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 And then like it ends with Andy doing the like we need to go. I have it. She's like, what? He's like, no, I have it. it. And she's like, oh. oh. And then they rush out. See, I- it's just more shoehorned Aaron Andy, but this time with his penis, and I don't like it. I don't like having. Yeah, this I don't. Not a good I don't like. I really can't idea. even remember. I don't freaking... like the idea that you've you've included shoehorned and Andy's penis in the same sentence. Yeah, don't like that. Don't like that. It's on the you know, besides, need a full shoehorn. <laughs> Andy confronts Robert for the first time after losing his manager job. Yeah. Um, yeah. At the fundraiser, and that's like, and that's it. I mean, it's just not a good episode. Do you want to guess the IMDb of that episode? Oh, uh, six point eight. Nine point eight. It's higher though. For, <laughs> I think I think Kevin rated this episode. 
Is it a 6.9? Correct. God damn, I was close on a 6.8. Dang it. Damn. All right. Well done. Um, <laughs> nice. Because nice. it is his favorite lunch and his favorite number. It may seem crass, but... <laughs> uh, what else? What else you guys got? I kind of feel like we talked about the pool party enough in the in the yeah, fan. We did. And pool like, party is a fun episode. Pool party though. is actually a good one. I think pool party is honestly a saving grace to like how they end up finally, you know, getting to where they need to go with Robert California, like doing these fun things, getting them outside the office. We got to have that, you know, in the right way. Um, oh wait, I, hold on. No, do I have my do I have my timelines mixed up? Because he's still dating Jessica here, and tries yeah. to propose and like has the ring like he's going to propose to Jessica at some point. That's he loses pool party. It. Yep. Yeah. So he wouldn't have been dating Aaron yet and had the dick issues yet. That's later. Oh no, that's right. No, you're right. Nope, you're right. Wait, but he's dating Jessica the next episode. Ooh, I don't know. No, I don't. I don't think I'm right. I think I've got something mixed up there. Yeah, I don't see anything in that. Um, no, Andy and Aaron are out out for their own romantic. Dinner. Remember, because he breaks up with he breaks up with Jessica to get and or Aaron back from Tallahassee and get the girl, right? And and then the fundraiser is like four episodes after that. So Aaron oh, okay. and Aunt, that is the episode. Yeah, but Je- okay, but I thought he's dating Jessica because she comes to the pool party. Well, the, because Aaron yeah, and but you're talking about her. two very different episodes. You, I think you have flip flopped. You, you were thinking that fundraiser was before pool party. Yeah, no. Pool party is like way is, before is right out is right before Christmas party. Okay, thank you. Or it's sorry, right. I'm sorry, it's like right after Christmas. That's party. That's what I'm saying. I was like, I think my and then it's are yeah, just going here. through. Then it's then it's jury duty, yeah. and then it's that's where Jim obviously flies about jury duty, or whatever. Yeah, uh, I don't even think Robert's really in that episode. And then and then the special project is the start of the Tallahassee arc. Okay, and then it and then way after the Tallahassee arc is when Andy then gets fired or quits or whatever. Yeah. And then, it, and then the fundraiser is after that. Right. So it's, okay. I mean, that, there's like a, I mean, there's like a 10, 12 episode difference from yeah. the pool party to yeah. fundraiser. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I, how do you, how do you, let me ask you guys this. How do you guys feel like about the way it finishes up for Robert California? You mean with David Wallace and everything or this yeah. episode specifically? I think with David Wallace like coming back around, I ju- I think it's another testament to Robert California's ability to weasel and manipulate in yeah. being given an enormous amount of money. What a million dollars, isn't it? Yeah, to to go and uh, spend time with teenage Eastern European gymnasts, college age Eastern European gymnasts. That's an important distinction. I and the fundraiser is the episode where Andy bumps into David Wallace, right? Yeah. yeah. And they start, yeah. they start talking. That's and right. I mean, so that's kind of the, the downfall or the beginning of the end for, yeah, for uh, California. One, uh, one good episode after uh, Mrs. California is the Christmas episode, Christmas wishes. Yeah. And that's a good Robert episode because he's obviously depressed about, uh, breaking up like with his, but I was listening to the Office Lady podcast covering that episode. Yeah, and part of the deleted scenes, which the Super Fan episodes aren't out for season eight yet, so we don't know this yet. But okay. when it gets yeah. added, you'll see he shows up at like nine in the morning, and he says like, uh, "Can I get a drink?" You know, yeah. for the Christmas party or whatever. <laughs> and he's like, and Andy's like, "Well, the the bar doesn't open till eleven a.m." Yeah, and. I, they were like laughing about it. I'm like, damn. I was like, 
No wonder that's Meredith and everyone dark. gets so trashed at these things. They start yeah. drinking at 11. 11 that's crazy. Yeah. Except for the Benny Hunt or the two, uh, the, the uh, Nutcracker Christmas, because right. that started at 3 and 2.45. Yep. yep. That's a good point. Um, yeah, I mean, they, because that's our, par- our party starting as well. Is that the one where Robert California drives Aaron home and tells her that he would be a ride she wouldn't survive? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> oh my god. It, Andy yes, follows because her home. Meredith's Christmas wish is to be given a DD, which is Andy. Yep. Which is Andy. Yeah, and yeah, that's right. and he follows them home. Yeah. Um just because to keep an Meredith eye on it. makes the joke she says the phrase like because we followed you home that night, California tried to put it in you or something yeah. awful oh. like that. And she's like and she's like, Come on. Come on. <laughs> Aaron does the like, oh, <laughs> Meredith, come on. Ew. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So crass. He's afraid California uh, is going to put it in you. And she's like, oh, come on. <laughs> I love, I love the intro to that episode, though, where Robert California walks in the door for the first time and Kevin just gets up and gives him a big bear hug. Yeah. And, and everyone's like, Kevin, like, like to stop him. Yeah. And then Robert's like super into it. He's and like, he's like, it feels like I'm getting hugged by a big bear, you know, like by a big grizzly, uh, a gentle grizzly bear. <laughs> it's been a long time since he's had any human contact, human says. contact. And then he goes on a speech and like, he's just hugging him and like rubbing his back. And, and like Robert says his speech, he's like, ah, oh, sex, sex would work too. And then yeah. Kevin just lets go of him. Like, like yeah. just hands up. Completely yeah. Out. He's like, all right, all right. <laughs> oh, God. Th- that yeah. line that he ha- has about got into some Spanish reds and how you say Colombian, Colombian whites. whites. <laughs> is, that's a top-tier joke. I feel confident in saying that might be my favorite joke from the post-Michael season. It's damn good. I, I I got into a case of Spanish reds and how can I put this? Colombian, Colombian whites. whites. <laughs> <You're> yeah. like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like it's it's intense. Like he goes hard, dude. <laughs> man, Robert Your California. Boss just comes waltzing in and is like, "Hey guys, sorry, it's been a long night. I just busted through a bunch of wine and coke last yeah, night." Exactly. You're like, Jesus. Ooh, Christ. you mix them together? Like it's like no, not that kind of coke. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. <laughs> I, I, Robert California leaves this series as as intensely and almost quickly. As he comes into it. As mysteriously as, as mis- he appeared. Exactly. He was gone. He was gone. Yeah. In the just words like of that. Oscar. Yeah. Um, he was gone. He, he he just, he leaves. And I I do think a lot of people, I guess some final thoughts from us all, right? Like, I really think that Robert California was an incredibly underrated addition to this cast. Yeah. And unfortunately... There was too much time, and I know we've touched on this before. There was too much time of when it was all we knew was Michael Scott. Yep. We understand that there had to be this almost not throwaway, but we need a ringer who can come in, match some comedy level, and then we need a buffer in between yep. our next manager, who was Will Farrell. Yep. D'Angelo Vickers. D'Angelo Vickers. And then they they found they had James Spader, who honestly should be a damn ringer as well. Yeah. Yeah. In as this Robert California character. Do I love the way it was written? 
uh, the entire time? Maybe not, but I love his portrayal of this guy. Yeah. I think it's yeah. phenomenal. I and think it would some of the best lines, Sorry. like you've said, have come out of this guy's mouth. Yeah. I think it would have been fun to see Robert California as like a throwaway cameo in the finale at Dwight's wedding. Like just in the back with like two tall, thin, athletic, young looking blonde women on his arm. Uh, or yeah, something. Right. And he's just like That would have been super funny. <laughs> that would have been like a great throwaway cameo Easter egg of like, God damn it, he did exactly what we thought he was going to do. <laughs> Can you imagine have, having that happen? And Robert California meets Michael Scott. And Michael Scott is the one person yeah. that James Spader can't figure out. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, I'm talking like a 30 second scene where yeah. they get introduced to each other. Like, oh yeah, he took over uh, kind of after you when D'Angelo died, you know, yeah. <laughs> runs into him like in the bathroom. Somebody sees Robert California as they're going in and they're like, how you doing? He's like, I just met. The most fascinating man. The most <laughs> fascinating <laughs> individual I've maybe yeah. met in the past several years. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> And then and then as he's walking out, he like hands him a paper towel. He's like, Oh, Spasiva Bullshit. <laughs> like, yeah. Thank you in Russia. I just put us on the staff for the remake, NBC. Yeah, let's do, do it. it. We can do this thing. BJ, BJ, (laughs) did you have any final thoughts? Sorry. I think James Spader killed it in the, in the role. I think they, they did a great job finding kind of, I would almost call it Michael Scott's opposite, right? Where it's not the slap happy comedy. It's the serious, dry, obscure comedy uh, that, and he just knocked it out of the park. Some of the, I mean, he, him and Gabe make season eight what it is 100%. i mean I, I really do think and we're gonna do a gabe lewis episode yeah oh, so good and, but i think i think uh overall amazing job amazing actor yeah and i am a fan of robert california me too i am great as character well. i like him a lot i think it, i think it finally gave the writing staff a whole nother outlet and a whole nother like creative bump to be able to write for in a very different way and I think it I think I think he is an underappreciated part of that show in and the way that it does end up. So if I, you take season eight the way it is and all you do is take out the Andy and Aaron aspect of it, yeah. I think season eight is a great season. It is. Yeah. I, I almost want some of that cut. I want I want to go when the okay so when the season eight episodes drop of the super fan episodes yeah I want to take one episode maybe two whatever and cut everything that is hard focus on Andy and Aaron unfortunately I'm not I'm like like I but I want to cut that out and then see how it plays yeah I think it would yep. be fun like replace them with the cut storylines. Yeah. Like, take out your A story of Andy and Aaron, replace it with the B story of whatever, and that's the episode. There it is. Yeah. I think that'd yep. be fun. That'd be super See how fun. it plays. So. Yeah. I like Robert California because he can be exactly what you need him to be as a character. He's yeah. such a wild card that he can be everything from, like, the intimidating, like, no-nonsense boss of the take the sales profits and double it. Right. Like, to uh, the drunken dancing with his shirt unbuttoned 
like yeah. it's not a party until you do something that scares you to right. like the the Bob Kazamakis introducing himself to David Wallace to threatening Andy on the phone like he can be exactly who you need him to be in whatever situation he's in yeah and that's why I think he's such a fun character because yeah. you never really know what he's going to do next but in a way that still works with the show yeah versus 100%. Andy who I feel like they tried to kind of make that character of like, well, we're just going to write him however we want to write him, depending on what the situation calls for. Right. And he just becomes the worst. <laughs> Comes insufferable. Yeah. So. Let me give. Let me piggyback on AJ and give you yeah. an example of the episode AJ wants. Hit it. Okay. Christmas wishes. Yeah. Yep. There's three different stories going on, right? It's the, it's the Robert interacting with his people, getting them drunk, partying episode. Oscar needs a muddle and chocolate shavings at the bar. <laughs> that the whole that whole side of it. Okay, then you have the the plot B story, which is Jim and Pam or Jim and Dwight trying to reverse prank each other into getting the other person to get caught pranking them. So good, yeah, genius, yeah, genius plot, yeah, amazing because they can't prank because Andy's going to give the other one their bonus if they prank. Dwight and so then hundreds of dollars worth of flowers. To Pam yes. using Jim's credit card. Yeah, the porcupine Perfect. that, you know, yeah, yeah, named the Henrietta Porcupine. Like yeah. everything is amazing about that episode. And then you just completely pull out the Andy and Aaron part of that, which is the A storyline of that episode. Yeah. That is an A plus episode. Oh, yeah? yes. That's that's a top tier Christmas episode. Is this also the episode where Daryl tries to give the gift to Val? And he yeah. ends up having to give the gloves to to Nate or yeah. whatever. Yeah, and then and then tells Val to dress up for the Christmas party. Yeah, and she she overdresses in the gown, and then oh he and then he he does the romantic forward towards the end where he goes home and changes into a tux so yeah. she doesn't feel overdressed. Exactly. Like, that storyline, amazing. Great. Literally every yeah. part of that episode is so good, but you just get downed. Because of the Andy and Aaron yeah. side of it. and you're- I want to know what the deleted scenes are because you don't have to cut that much Andy and Aaron. Cut six minutes of Andy and Aaron for the entire episode. Yeah, and, and add more Daryl, add yeah. more of the partying at, yeah. in the break room with Robert Ta- California. Yeah. Yep. Add more of that. Keep the Andy driving Meredith home and yeah. da 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 da. All you that. Can even keep, keep all that. The Andy following them to see what's going on. Like that's enough Andy and Aaron in my mind that it's like still constructive, but not distracting. Yeah. Like give me that one little thing there at the end where it's like, oh yeah, that's still going on. That's fine. Like it will. Yeah. Even if it's even if it's just the. Oh my gosh! Is like, is she gonna go home with Robert? Yeah, you know, like that's okay. That's a legitimate concern. Yep, that's fine. Cool, now we whatever. now we get to wonder as a fan base, like, oh God, is Robert California going to cross the line in a way that makes him more of a more of a sinister character right, than right. sort of just an yeah. HR caricature nightmare that he is now? Yeah, exactly. Love. All it. right. Any other thoughts? I think that's it, man. No, that's it for me. All right. You guys know what time it is? Office Olympics. Let's go. Hey, time for Office Olympics, my favorite part of the show. It's where I make up a game, make AJ and Nick play. It's basically I say jump, they say. On who? I say dance, they say. Oh, hi. Hey. This week's game. Rock the house. Is How would we story know? time part two electric boogaloo? Oh boy, okay, <laughs> electric boogaloo. <laughs> so basically, here's what happened, guys. I was listening to an old episode and we tried a game called story time, okay. and AJ was just terrible. Oh, just boy. terrible at it. That makes sense. I'm sorry. And at the end of it, he said, I want to do this again. 
So I'm bringing it back. Ask and you shall receive. Uh, So you guys need to write these down. So as a reminder, how story time works is I give these guys a bunch of keywords and names and they go back and forth (laughs) making up a story. Okay. Using those words. They are allowed one word at a time, but are allowed a few fluff words in there as well. It and is, etc. Okay. Are you guys ready? Yeah. What are my words? Nick, your words are Kathy, Aaron, engagement ring, beer, 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 yeah, and lizard. Okay. AJ. Yes. Robert, California. Jesus. Kelly. Pool. Wine. And drunk. Okay. As we start, um, AJ got to start this game last time, so Nick will be able to start this time. I really would like the story to make sense. Okay. Not so much last time. Okay. At one point, we were in a grocery store. Uh, we were buying <laughs> cheese balls with ranch dressing, and then I didn't know where we were. Okay. okay. So let's try to make this make sense. So uh, Nick will start the game. I will start it off by saying, once upon a time, and here we go. Once upon a time. Do we have to go one word at a time back and forth? Yeah, with a few fillers. Okay. Like, I mean, you can you I you can't say, I mean, Nick, two of your names are Kathy and Aaron. You can't yeah. say I can't say once upon a time, and you're like Kathy and Aaron. You know, yeah. like you can't knock not okay. can't knock two out like that. You get okay. one trigger word, but you can put some fluff words in there. Like Beautiful. you could say Kathy went to the or yep. something like that. All right. Okay. All right. Once upon a time, Kathy and Kelly <laughs> were drinking wine. Okay. With Aaron at the pool. Uh, God, I it's hard with like only a few filler words. Um, when they saw Rob, Robert California wearing an engagement ring <laughs> nice uh, around so, his neck of his beer bottle oh You got an easy one here, AJ. Come this on. is like this is like comedy kryptonite. Just dead. I know. <laughs> I know. Shut up. Uh, he has an engagement ring around the neck of his beer bottle, and they asked him why he was at. The pool. And he said, I'm drunk. And the <laughs> lizard king. And he was what? The, uh, he said, I'm drunk. I said, and the lizard king. 
<laughs> I got all mine. I got all mine. <laughs> all right. Go on. Read me, read me the whole Mad Libs bet. Oh my God. Okay. AJ, AJ did finish first. Yeah. Kathy and Kelly were drinking wine with Aaron at the pool when they saw Robert California wearing an engagement ring around the neck of his beer bottle. And they asked him why. He said at the pool. You guys said pool twice, I think. Oh, oh Nick, no. You Nick said, said, he said, pool. okay. He said at the pool. To be fair, mine he, was a strategic move trying to take the pool away from AJ, forgetting he'd already used it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and he said, I'm drunk and the Lizard King. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There we All go. Right. Story so time. AJ's going to win this one. Hey. Yeah. We're going to call this yeah. Story Time 2 AJ's Redemption. That was, right. that was a little better. Still some dead air. We'll work on it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, it's all right. Some dead air happens. Dead air happens, guys. Uh, hey, great Office Olympics. Good conversation around Bob Zemakis, the Lizard King himself, Robert California. What a good time. Uh, it's good to be back, guys. It sounds like we got to do some more character deep dives here. Um, we got to do some Gabe Lewis, uh, the incredible Zach Wood, uh, is uh, certainly worth worth talking about. So funny. Um and by all means, make sure you guys are joining us on all the social media outlets. Make sure you're getting in on that bracket. Cast your vote. If you're so upset that the Benny Hanna couple didn't even make it through the first round of some of our worst characters in this show, well, then that's on you. You've got to go in and you got to vote, okay? Make right. sure you leave us five stars uh, when you're listening. You can also write us a review on Apple Podcasts. And while you write that review, give us a fan theory. We would love to read it here on the show. And the last way to get... Uh, you can also leave us fan theories on Instagram while you're there checking out the bracket. Or, last but certainly not least, leave us a voicemail, guys. You can call in. You don't have to talk to anybody. And that phone number is... 319-359-7977. Guys, we'll be excited to come on back this next week. Any final thoughts, boys? No, I'm excited. I'm excited to go through Gabe. That'll be a fun one. Yeah. Nope. There's right. one more thing to say. We're going to see you on the... We're going to catch you on the flippity flip. The flippity flip. Fl- <laughs> the flippity flip. The flippity flip. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye.